You are live. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to our Business Wellbeing Wednesdays. Um, today, I'm your uh, guest today. And my name is John Schlappach. I am a certified body code, emotion code practitioner, uh, wellness consultant, been a wellness consultant for over 26 years and specialize in energy medicine. And I've been helping people for many, many years with their health. Uh, also, not only with their physical health, but uh, I'll share it a little bit with that, you, with that uh, for you with that in a minute. But I just wanted to say uh, I'm uh, honored to be a guest speaker here today uh, with Shauna and the other uh, business wellness well-being members. There's a really good group of people here. And I just feel grateful to be part of this. So I'm going to share a few things with you this morning on, on some of the things that I do to help people and some of the things that I'm passionate about. And hopefully there will be something there that might uh, uh, grab your attention. And if not, uh, at least you, you'll know a little bit more about uh, energy medicine. So um, I'll give you just a little background. I I've been involved with holistic health. I started getting involved with holistic health back in uh, 1969. I know some of you weren't born then, but yeah, in 69, I, for some reason, I just started to read uh, food labels. I mean, how many people do that here today, read food labels? So I just started to read food labels in 1969. And I was actually quite surprised at some of the things that I saw in the foods that I was consuming and uh, so that got me interested a little bit in nutrition. So I really started to do some research. And of course, uh, we didn't have the internet then. So a lot of the research was done through uh, reading, lots of reading, uh, taking lots of courses, talking to lots of people. And over the years, I uh, became very, very fascinated by uh, this whole idea of holistic health. Um, and then, uh, so I started working with the body as well. I studied nutrition for a number of years. I studied uh, herbs, herbology, natural uh, medicines and stuff like that. I also used to do some, it was uh, some forms of Japanese massage. And I did some reflexology. Some of you may be familiar with that, uh, working on the feet actually feet, hands, or ears, all your reflex points are there, uh, you know, trying to balance the body, see what was going on. So I did that as well as I started to uh, uh, get very serious about um, the physical body, because that was really was my interest in the beginning. I didn't know much about other aspects of health at the time, but so I became, also became a registered massage therapist here in BC and, uh, was a specialist for many years, almost 30 years. Uh, I taught that at uh, college, specialized massage. So I had a really keen interest in working with the physical body. And over time, what happened was um, I started to change the way I worked or practiced. At the time, most massage therapists, they worked within a 20 minute time frame. Uh, these were medical treatments. You were paid to do 20 minute session. And I would do 20 massages a day. Uh, I do that for about four, four days a week, 20 massages. So about 80 massages every week. 
So consequently, I got a lot of experience in working with the physical body. You know, chronic, all kinds of chronic pain issues. I specialize in lower back, scoliosis, cranial sacral, and many, many other um, osteopathic techniques, muscle energy. I, I was really, really uh, wanting to help my clients. And so I knew the only way that I could be a better therapist was to continue to learn and grow. So that was sort of my real venture into working with the physical body. However, also in the early 70s, I started to study a bit more about the mind and how the mind impacts us. And I became fascinated by the mind as well. And so over time, uh, as I was doing my massage practice and someone would come for their 20 minute massages, I started to realize, hey, maybe there's more going on here than meets the eye. And I started to realize there was other things going on. Uh, they were coming with a headache or lower back pain and, or other issues. And I realized that, okay, I see this person, they feel good. And next thing you know, they're back two weeks later with the same problem. Uh, what's going on here? So in my studies of the mind, I started to realize that the mind ran the body, not the other way around. So I uh, was introduced to energy medicine back in the uh, early 90s. And I was in the form of magnetics, magnetic energies, light energies, using these natural energy medicines to help to balance our own energy fields. And then I came, uh, I was suggested to get a book at the time. And this book was written by Dr. Bradley Nelson. You've probably heard of this before. It's called The Emotion Code. How to release your trapped emotions for abundant health, love, and happiness. Uh, this is the second edition of the book. Uh, this one has a forward by Tony Robbins in here, who actually has received this work from Dr. Brad. And there's also recommendations from some of you may know, Greg Braden, the author of Divine Matrix. Uh, he also recommends this work. Uh, so what happened was Dr. Nelson, he was a holistic chiropractor and I knew him through my uh, other energy medicine business and, and he released this book, The Emotion Code in 2007. So I got the original book and I started to read the book and I was probably about maybe a third of the way through the book and I started to work on myself, do some work on myself and I thought, well, this is pretty easy. All I needed was this chart here. And I'll show you that in a minute. And uh, I started working on myself. And then I, then, um, I decided I'm going to get a hold of Dr. Nelson, because this is quite fascinating, the connection between the mind and the body. And so I got a hold of him. And I ended up going uh, shortly after that, got the book started doing the work, I went to one of his seminars, I think this was in the first one I went to was in uh, Washington, met him there, took the uh, two-day seminar, and I was just over, like, over the moon with how this was helping people, and how simple it was, and how easy it was, and I made a really good connection with Dr. Brad. I, I like to say, even today, we're, we're, we're friends today, and something came up in that session, or in those uh, uh, seminars that really, really got my attention. And this was, he started talking about the heart. And as you know, most healers, 
people that practice the healing arts, most of those people are very heart-centered people. And so he started talking about uh, emotions that can get caught up around and affect our heart and around our heart. And that really got me interested. So I remember telling him after the first seminar, I said, you know, Dr. Brad, um, I really love doing this work. I'm going to start to incorporate some of this work in with my uh, other massage work. Uh, but really what got my attention was when you started to help people open their hearts so that they could receive more love, more joy, maybe even to give more love and more joy. And I told, I remember telling him at that seminar that I was going to get certified and I was going to do this work. And I was also going to open as many hearts as, I, as possible for as long as I'm here. So anyways, as the venture continued, I went and took uh, several other seminars. I became certified on uh, the emotion code. And I started working on just sharing with a few of my clients that were interested. Uh, you know, they were fairly open-minded and realized that being healthy is not just one thing. You know, when we think of health, especially uh, from my medical background, when we think of health, most often we're thinking of our physical health or our physical well-being. And most of the um, therapies are directed at that aspect of our physical well-being or physical health. And what I came to discover, uh, working with energy medicine and also with Dr. Nelson here, was that there were so many parts to us being healthy. It wasn't just a physical thing. So in order for us to be healthy, really, on, on a holistic level, we need to have a healthy body. We need to have a healthy mind. We need to have healthy emotions. We need to have healthy thoughts. Uh, we need so many things. So being healthy is something that occurs on a physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level. It's not just one level. So if we're just looking at our health or our well-being from just one perspective, we're missing a whole lot of whole lot of areas that need need attention. So I started doing the emotion code work. Uh, I started including it with some of my patients, and what I found was, uh, for example, if someone came with low back pain, and I would put my hands on, I could feel how tight those muscles were, and anyone who does the work knows. You can feel when the more you do work with your hands, the more sensitive they become. You can pick up so much stuff. You can sometimes put your hands on someone and just pick up a lot of their history because their history is in their physical body. So I started working on people and I thought, you know, um, maybe there's some emotional energies as well caught up in some of this muscle tissue here, maybe affecting your lower back. So with their permission, I would use muscle testing and I would test their, their subconscious and find out, is there some emotions that are affecting your lower back, maybe in this muscle or that muscle? And if, it, if I got a yes on that, then what I would do is I would use the emotion code chart. And this is the emotion code chart here developed by Dr. Bradley Nelson. It's part of the emotion code program. There's 60 different emotions on here two different columns, column A and column B, and there's six different rows. And these are some of the most common emotions that we tend to trap or we tend to unprocess or hold on to. For example, 
part of that back pain could be some anger that you're holding on to from something that happened to you, maybe even when you were young or 20, 30 years ago. And that energy is still part of your energy field and it's creating distortions in your energy field. So what I what started to happen was, okay, someone had a lower back issue or shoulder issue, and I would test if there are any emotions in there first. I would identify the emotions and I would release them. It only takes a few seconds and I would release the emotions. And quite out after that, I would feel sometimes the muscles would just go from being quite firm to just soften. Almost within seconds, they would soften right up, which allowed me as a massage to get in there and work even a little deeper into the tissues. So again, I was becoming more and more fascinated by this mind-body connection and, and emotions as well, how they impact our health. So I went on to um, start doing more of the emotion code. Uh, I actually had people starting to come to my uh, practice and rather than coming for massage therapy, and this is when I had moved my office into my home, they were coming to have some emotions released. Uh, they'd heard about this. So uh, I started to, uh, doing work just with people that were just using the emotion code itself. And so what happened with Dr. Nelson as a chiropractor was finding people coming to him as well with chronic issues and they get a little better and then they would come back, never go away. And so as he started to explore Eastern medicine and Western medicine, and he started to realize that um, our emotional health is critical to our well-being as well. And that's when he over time uh, came up with this list. And you see a bigger chart behind me. This is the... Uh, uh, this is a patented chart here from Dr. Nelson. This chart is actually in the book, The Emotion Code itself. There's a chart in there. It'll actually uh, teach you the basics of how to do this work. And including there's a lot of stories in here from other practitioners. The first book, there was a lot of stories just from uh, Dr. Nelson's clients. And so over time, he, uh, he started to uh, include uh, stories from some of the practitioners. So I went on to become certified uh, and Dr. Nelson invited me to become an emotion code instructor. So he asked me to be an instructor of the seminar. So I was the uh, first and only instructor in Canada for emotion code seminars. And I did that for a number of years, did them all throughout BC and Alberta and places. And um, so I became very familiar with the work. And over time, uh, there was another program that he'd been working on for many years. This was called the Body Code. So this was the other program that I became interested in. And the difference between the Emotion Code and the Body Code is the Emotion Code basically deals with uh, emotions and our emotional baggage and how they impact our lives. The Body Code was the master program. So in other words, the Body Code was even a more inclusive program. It dealt with not just the emotions that we held on to or trapped emotions, but it also dealt with the other generally 20% of things that impact our health and well-being. So again, he developed that Body Code program. It's probably one of the most sophisticated programs in the world today. It's very easy to use. Um, there's over 2,000 links in the program. So when someone has an issue, whether it's a health issue, a physical health issue, or whether they're feeling stuck maybe on some level, or maybe uh, they're dealing with depression or frustration or anxiety or other issues or breathing issues or whatever, 
that's I go to the body code and that's the program that I use to do my work. And the body code program, I'll just quickly show you the new updated program. This is the program here. There are six different categories that uh, I work in to help others. And in these six different categories, there's, um, oops, there we go. Uh, there's the energy category, there's uh, pathogens, testing for pathogens, there's testing for misalignments, there's uh, testing all the systems in your body, you know, all your organs, all your glands, nerves, muscles, we can test all the different systems to see how they're functioning. Uh, there's toxins, there's nutrition and lifestyle imbalances. So these are a lot of these things, these are things that cause us to have um, causes to have various symptoms. For example, uh, a sore shoulder, for example, uh, could very well be from a uh, imbalanced muscle in that shoulder. However, what if that muscle is holding on to some emotional energies, then that muscle is not going to function properly, and it's not going to release properly, and it's not going to heal properly. So uh, in working with people like that, what I found was quite often uh, emotions were always part of an issue. So whether it's a relationship issue that you're dealing with, whether it's a health issue, a physical health issue, whether you're feeling stuck, whether you're feeling depressed, uh, whether you have uh, things like, uh, for example, these are very common or uh, digestive issues. We see a lot of that today. There's a reason for all of those things going on. And one way to find out what's going on or why that's happening is by using the emotion code body code. And why is it significant? Well, number one, we're working with your mind, okay? Which is impacting your body, but we're working with your mind. So think about it. Does your body control your mind? Or does your mind control your body? We know now that the mind is a powerful thing. And I mean, this goes back, this is ancient history. We're just starting to uh, scratch the surface, really, when it comes to our, our mind and learning the difference about our conscious mind, our unconscious mind, how that impacts us on a physical level. So if we think about the mind, for example, um, I'll give you a simple little thing that you can do. If you take a piece of paper and grab a piece of paper here and you take a piece of paper and you draw a circle on that paper so you're going to draw a circle on that paper you're going to divide it just divide that circle in half okay on the top part of that circle you're going to put the letter c okay and on the lower part of that circle you're going to put the letter s then you're going to draw another line, straight line down from that top circle and put a smaller circle in there and put the letter P. Okay. So what we have here, we have a big circle, the letter C, the letter, and then on top half, the letter S on the lower half, and then the letter P on that lower circle. Now, this is something that I learned from Bob Proctor, who's been one of my many mentors over the years. And he got this from a, uh, I think it was a psychologist that he first discovered this. I think the guy was from Vancouver, actually. But anyways, this simple diagram, he was explaining, gives us a little simple exp explanation of the mind 
as sort of as we know it today. So that C stands for your conscious mind. Okay, so the C is your conscious mind. So I'm just going to put conscious mind here. Okay. And that letter S stands for your subconscious mind. Okay, so you got your conscious mind, and underneath that, you've got your subconscious mind. Okay. And then that P actually stands for your like physical reality. So let's talk a bit about that, that diagram, that mind. Our conscious mind now is, it's now we believe, it used to be maybe it was 50% of our mind was our conscious mind, maybe 50, 50, 50, 30. It's been back and forth for, for years. Now we're starting to think that our conscious mind now is only maybe five to 10% of our mind is what we call our conscious mind. But well, think about that, five to 10% of our mind is our conscious mind. And I'll give an example in a minute on that. So that means that 90 to 95% of our mind is what we call our subconscious mind. So think about that, 90 to 95% of our mind is what we call our subconscious mind. Now, here's the thing. Our subconscious mind knows everything about us. It remembers everything about us. Everything you've ever tasted in your life, everything you've ever touched, everything you've ever felt or experienced in your life is recorded in your subconscious mind. And that subconscious mind has a direct connection to the divine. So it's, it's like the all-knowing in a sense. So I'll give an example. The conscious mind is our thinking mind. So uh, let's say I wanted to go to the grocery store. And so I decided, I made a conscious choice. I'm going to go to the grocery store to get some groceries. I've got my list with me. So I went out, I got into my car, and I knew that as I left my driveway, I needed to turn left and go up here so many blocks. And then I turn right and I go down so many blocks and I turn left and there I am, I am at the grocery store. So I made a conscious choice to go to the grocery store. I constantly chose my route there and I got to the grocery store, right? So that's the conscious mind, that's our thinking mind. So what if, I got in my car that morning. I decided I was going to go to the grocery store and I got into my car that morning and I drove to the grocery store. A lot of people do this on their way to work. So I got to the grocery store and I got into my parking spot and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting in my car and I'm thinking, how did I get here? My mind was in a whole other place. I was thinking about this. I wasn't even thinking about how to get there. But there I am sitting in my car. I'm at the grocery store. Maybe some of you have had that experience before. You know, that's my subconscious mind. Why? Because I'd been over that route so many times that it remembers the route. It remembered it. And once I made the conscious choice to go to the grocery store, it was like I was on automatic or something, and I kind of just drove there. Not about saying, suggesting that we do this all the time, no, but this is their subconscious mind. Again, it remembers things. It knows its reason why we think the way we do. 
It's the reason why we respond the way we do in situations. It's it's our sort of it's our matrix in a sense. It it, it determines a lot of how our life is and going to be. It's where our thoughts are, our patterns of belief. Uh, many of that res- much of that resides in your subconscious mind. So with this work, with the body code, emotion code, we are actually working directly with your subconscious mind. So for example, if you say, John, listen, I've got this back issue that I've had for the last 10 years and it just never seems to get better. Can you maybe figure out what's going on and why? And yes, so we go to the subconscious mind. We ask, okay, why does Bob have this issue with the lower back? Well, we could find different things. We could find some emotions. That are caught that are tied up with that issue we could find some maybe some using the body codes maybe there's some misalignments in the spine maybe he's lacking calcium or something all of those things are known by the subconscious so when we start talking to the subconscious and accessing the subconscious that allows us to get to the root cause of most people's issues again whether it's relationships lack of success financial issues health issues Whatever it is, there's a reason for all of that. And your subconscious mind knows those reasons. So why not get to the source? And that's why on my webpage, if you go to visions, V-I-S-I-O-N-S, visionshealing.com, you'll see on there, you'll see what's called a, um, it's called a session menu on there. And this is an example of what you'll find on my website, Vision Healing. This is a session menu. These are some of the things that I've been able to help people with over the years using the body code, emotion code. Uh, I'll give you a few examples. Um, addictions, upper back pain, blocked nasal passages, blocks to creativity, blocks to health, blocks to money, writer's block, difficulty breathing, Limiting beliefs, uh, feeling anger, anger, resentment issues, uh, resistance to exercise, sleep imbalances, anxiety, guilt, headaches, on and on and on. Those are all areas that I've had a lot of success in helping people with. Why? Because I am getting to the heart of the matter. And that's really my model, getting to the heart of the matter. What's causing this for you? Bob, is this, um, is it because you had an argument with your wife yesterday and you felt some anger around there and that anger settled into your back, some of the muscles of the back, and now it's flared up? Um, Again, that's very common. So those are, so working with a subconscious mind is, is critical to your overall well-being. So again, in order to be healthy, you need to look at your physical balance, your mental balance, your emotional balance, your spiritual balance, all those things are part of being healthy. And, you know, I've come across in my massage career, for example, in almost 30 years, um, when it came to having a nice balanced body, for example, between the left and the right in strength, flexibility, other things, I've probably came across about that many people in almost 30 years that actually were very well balanced in their body. Maybe they had a little bit of a strain at that time we were working on it, but uh, it's very unusual to come across anyone who's um, perfectly healthy. Again, remember the absence of symptoms does not mean good health. There could be things percolating underneath there. 
So <clears throat> when it came to uh, getting to the source of the matter, that's where I relied upon the body code, emotion code. And you'll see the chart behind me. That's the chart. Uh, that's the main chart I use when I'm working with the emotional aspects. Uh, so I relied on the body code, emotion code uh, to get to the source. And also, in some cases, we're able to not only release that emotional baggage for you within seconds. Uh, we can also find out if you're lacking vitamin C, for example. Do you need vitamin C? Do you have a sleep issue? Are you dehydrated? Um, uh, is your liver happy? Is your thyroid happy? Is your heart happy? That's another big area that I specialize in. And I'll share a bit with that too. Uh, having an open heart. That's so important. So as I started to do the work, I started to realize that um, you can impact people's lives. And you don't even have to be there with them. And that's the cool thing. I mean, I use a seven-step process, seven to eight-step process. I'll just quickly go through the... It, uh, it's known as the seven keys. This is the process I kind of go through when I'm working with someone. And this is being done, um, most of it's being done proxy-wise. And I'll explain that in a minute. So I use the emotion code chart, okay? That's that chart you see behind me. So if someone has an emotion that's connected to their issue, we're gonna ask, is that emotion in column A? Is it in column B? Is it in row one, row two? What emotion, let's nail down, what emotion is that? that's causing that. So we use the chart. Then we also use what's called muscle testing. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with muscle testing. Um, muscle testing or applied kinesiology or muscle response testing has been around for a lot of years. Um, I first learned muscle testing back in the early 70s uh, from a master herbalist. I, was, I learned how to muscle test for nutritional supplements. So what he would determine, let's say that, John, you needed vitamin C. So what he would do is he'd take me out to the front and there was this whole wall of different supplements. And he'd take three or four of these vitamin Cs off the shelf and he'd have me hold each one against my chest. And then he would muscle test me to see which one I had the strongest test, the strongest response. The one with the strongest response was the brand or the vitamin C that was best for me. So he could muscle test if there was four or five brands, he could determine what was the best brand for me. Uh, and then he could also ask my subconscious, how much should I take and when or for how long? So that was my first exposure. I started using muscle testing to test for nutritional supplements for myself using what's called the sway test. That's one form of muscle testing. And then I started testing many other people they would bring all of their nutrition, you know, someone would bring their nutrition over to my office. And we'd test every single one of those things. And just to find out, is that a good supplement for you? Sometimes it's the brand. That's not right. because not all brands are created equal. Sometimes it was something in that particular supplement that didn't agree with you. Uh, and sometimes your body was not able to absorb it. You know, it liked the supplement, but it couldn't absorb it. So why? So usually emotions in our liver, stomach, gallbladder, colon, small intestine. These would prevent our body from absorbing. 
So that's when I first learned muscle testing was testing for nutritional supplements. And then I went on to test for many, many other things over time. I just finished recently, just designed a, a new course uh, on teaching the basics of muscle testing, how to learn basics of muscle testing, how to talk to your subconscious mind through your body. Um, and that'll be coming up. I'll be offering that to the public here fairly quick, uh, the new course, and I may uh, be putting it online as well. So stay tuned for that. Again, visionshealing.com, you can find out more. And then another part of the uh, step, uh, the process is what we call proxy work. So proxy work means that I can temporarily move my subconscious to the side and connect energetically. Remember, this is energy medicine. Connect with your subconscious while we're doing some of the work and doing the muscle testing. Now when I'm muscle testing, because I'm connected to your subconscious, when I'm testing, I'm testing your subconscious. Again, it's a momentarily uh, energetic connection. When we're done with our session, uh, we aut I automatically disconnect. Now, when I first started doing this, I had to check after sessions uh, to see if I was disconnected, right? That's what we call proxy work. And probably 90 to 95% of the work I do is proxy work. And the beauty of that is you can be sitting in the comfort of your own home or office or wherever you are, and I'm going to bring the clinic to you. You don't have to go out, go anywhere, go to the clinic. I'll bring it to you. Usually, at first, it was a lot. It was phone work. I did some in-person sessions, of course, but it was phone work. And then uh, one of the things that occurred during the uh, advent of COVID was uh, I started to do more stuff online. And now I do a lot of stuff through video, Zoom, etc., and I'm able to reach more people. And so I work with people in Canada, US, Brazil, Spain, Hong Kong, um, Portugal, Germany, Switzerland. And I work with people all over the world. You know, they, they contact me, they have an issue, maybe one of those issues or several issues they're, they're finding on my menu. They just check off those boxes to see uh, what issues I wanna work on. So I work with people all over the world, helping them get to the heart of the matter, get to the source of it. So that's what we call proxy work. So it's also known as distant healing work. And I was introduced to a fellow, his name was Adam. He's from Vancouver, actually. He's written many books, Adam the Healer. He does a lot, most of what he does is distant work. And I know he's cured people of many, uh, many conditions by proxy work. Now, something I need to make clear here, the work I do is not designed to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. If someone asks me, John, can you test me to see if I have asthma? Or can you test me to see if I have um, uh, arthritis or something? No, I can't because the subconscious doesn't recognize the name of diseases, but it does recognize symptoms. So if you said to me, listen, um, every time I eat, I, I, I eat my breakfast or my meals. After I eat my meals, I get really bloated and I feel very uncomfortable. And um, sometimes I have, uh, I feel constipated or, or I have different things going on. Uh, can you find out why? What's causing that? What's causing that? And again, we're doing this all at proxy work. Now I do work in person. I do, I've done a lot of seminars, taught lots of seminars and lots of demonstrations at various events over the years. 
Um, and I do have a small percentage of clients that like to come in person. It takes longer. We don't usually get as much done, but there's a few small percentage like to experience that. That's why I like to do class, teach classes and do live demos, because then you get to actually see, uh, you get to experience it yourself. You get to actually see changes in other people as well. Sometimes the changes are immediate. So that's what we call proxy work. And the majority of people that uh, uh, practitioners that do this work do work by proxy. Because then you can work with people all over the world. And, and so the other thing I need to know, if you're dealing with, for example, if you're dealing with an issue of depression, or maybe see you're feeling stuck, you're like your wheels are spinning, you just can't seem to move forward. Or maybe you've been through a divorce and you're, and you're like, um, you know, I just can't seem to get on with my life. Um, we want to know if that's an issue that you're dealing with and we're working with you. I want to know how severe is that issue for you, for example. Uh, for example, uh, this feelings of feeling stuck, is that a, like a nine out of 10? You're feeling really stuck or is it just a one or a two? It's good to know that because when we do the work, we can see changes in that. We can say, oh, the severity of the morning sickness was an eight out of 10. And after we did the release the disconnections and things that were causing it, uh, now it's only a two out of 10. So you see, we, we need to know the severity sometimes. And another very important part is permission. In order to do the work, we need your permission. Um, and if I'm working on children, which I do a lot of work on children as well, and we do work on animals. I've worked on many animals over the years. Um, we need permission uh, to access your subconscious. So sometimes I've worked on a child through a parent. And if your child, once your child reaches the age of um, 18, they're considered an adult. So even if I was working on your child, you want to, let's say your child was dealing with depression or anxiety or, or, or uh, feelings, a feeling, um, feelings of very low self-esteem. That's common with a lot of young people today. Um, as long as I have permission from the parent or guardian, I can work on that child. Um, if they're under 18, we only need permission from the parent or guardian. But once they're over 18, we need to get permission from the child. Uh, there's someone I just worked on this morning who's, uh, they're going through a lot of family turmoil right now. And uh, there's a granddaughter who's involved and she's caught up in all this. And unfortunately this happens. I've worked on many people. Uh, let's say you've been through a divorce. Uh, so I'll help you to deal with the emotional baggage you're carrying from that so you can move on. Or sometimes I've been fortunate to actually get to work on the kids as well because it impacts the kids. So here I was working um, with someone who had uh, whose granddaughter is going through a lot of stress as well. And I taught her how to do this work years ago. But in order, I said, in order to work on your granddaughter, you need the permission from her mother, at least. So permission is very important. I just don't go in there and connect to your subconscious and find out all this stuff about you without your permission. That's important. The other aspect is what we call a magnet. Now, magnet, why magnets? Well, I've been a, uh, involved with energy medicine for many years and I use magnets uh, for my health and well-being and balance. And uh, I'm familiar with a bit about magnetic energy and light energy and other things, but why do we use a magnet? Well. We use a magnet to, once we identify that negative thought or belief or emotion, whatever it is, 
or we want to balance your something, we use a magnet and we run it down that central governing meridian. And that central governing meridian is connected to your whole energy field. So when I'm working on you and I wanting to release something energetically, as long as we're connected, I'll run it down that central governing meridian. And there's, uh, you know, most cases we run it three times to release or delete something or balance something. Sometimes we need to do more. And why do we use a magnet? Well, first of all, we're magnetic beings. We're magnetic and light beings. All of our thoughts are magnetic, right? Magnets and the magnets cannot be adulterated as well. So it's a pure form of energy, right? You wouldn't function without magnetic energy. You know, the earth is a magnet. We live on the magnet. We're designed to live on it. So we use a magnet to run on the central government meridian to delete that, um, those emotions or thoughts or beliefs that you're holding on to that may be impacting your health and well-being. And the last part of that uh, process is what we call being hydrated, well hydrated. We're mostly made of water. Well, I guess if we were to back on that, we're actually, we're all energy. Everything is energy. The water we drink, this chair I'm sitting on, uh, everything is a form of energy. And it's either vibrating at a higher frequency or a lower frequency. Generally, when we release these, uh, the emotional baggage you're carrying around something or we do some balancing, quite often people say they feel lighter, more calmer, more at peace. Uh, because again, we're getting rid of some of that baggage that you're holding on to. And uh, that's a very common, but you need the water to help to flush it out for your body to um, integrate uh, from a session that we have. You, you need to be able to integrate that. So water helps. And it's good to drink a lot of water because we're, again, our body's mostly on a physical level is mostly water. And a huge problem I find with a lot of people, almost 70 to 80% of us North Americans are dehydrated. And that's causing a lot of our issues. I mean, nothing works properly. Your brain doesn't work, your digestive system, your immune system, nothing works properly if you're dehydrated. And a lot of people are. They're even drinking a lot of water and they're still dehydrated. This happens so often. So I may go into the body code and we talk about hydration or water. And why, you know, why are you dehydrated? Are you not drinking enough? Is the quality of the water that you're drinking, is it, is it not, is your body rejecting it? Are you not absorbing it? There's so many different areas that we can work on. But I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the heart because that's something that's very special to me. And hopefully I'll get invited on to do a few more of these. And then I am be happy to actually work on people uh, what I do on Saturdays, uh, 10 a.m. Saturdays, I do what are called client Zooms. These are for existing clients or new clients. I want to know more about it. I, at, from 10 until 11 Pacific, I do a, um, uh, I pick a subject, we pick a subject. Uh, for a long time, I was picking a different subject every week. One week, it might have been on depression. The next week, it might have been on digestive problems. The following week, it might have been on the heart walls. Uh, but now I'm just, uh, I'm experimenting with, I, I pick a, um, I pick a subject and I help people uh, right there on those calls. If they're dealing with that issue, we work on them. These are called minute clinics, right? And so uh, last month, I, the whole month was dedicated to COVID and all the emotions and emotional baggage and the stuff that we, that we are holding on to and caring to do with COVID. So we did a lot of releasing for people with that. 
This month we're focused, uh, we're really focusing on unexplained chronic pain. Uh, chronic pain is an interesting thing because um, when it comes to the medical system, we really don't have a good handle on chronic pain. Uh, our main way of dealing with it is usually through medications or some form of therapy, which is fine. We, these are things, useful tools, uh, but it doesn't always get to the source of the problem. And so right now, this month, we're talking about unexplained chronic pain. And I'm going to share something with you. This is a book. It's called The Divided Mind. This is by Dr. John Sarno. Okay. The Epidemic of Mind-Body Disorders. Uh, Dr. Sarno, he was a professor of rehab medicine at the New York School University School. He wrote several books, Healing Back Pain. And he was a musculoskeletal specialist. And he talks about the mind and the body and how significant this is to our health. And this is what he has to say. He says, there's two types of disorders. Remember, he's dealing with chronic pain. Uh, people were dealing with that. He said, he calls them psychosomatic disorders, which kind of means mind-body disorders. So there's two really common types of disorders, and they fall into two different categories. The first category are those disorders that are directly induced by unconscious emotions. So what we're talking about trapped emotions here. So those disorders that are directly induced by unconscious emotions, such as pain problems, common gastrointestinal conditions, uh, skin disorders, allergies, uh, many, many other things. So there's those disorders that are directly induced by unconscious emotions. And the second category are those disorders in which unconscious emotions may play a role in causation, but are not the only factor. For example, a lot of autoimmune disorders uh, have emotions involved. Pretty well, every disease that there is, there are emotions involved. And those emotions make us more susceptible to those particular diseases. Um, so he said the second one are, again, uh, the unconscious emotions play a role, but maybe there's other things that are other factors. Maybe your it's your lifestyle is contributing. Maybe there's some hereditary stuff that's contributing. So either way, he says, as far as no one, as far as I know, who is currently studying these disorders includes unconscious emotions as a potential risk factor. To my mind, this borders on criminal. Divided mind, Dr. John Sarno. Also, uh, power versus force, Dr. David Hawkins. He talks a lot about muscle testing and the use of muscle testing, talking, working with the subconscious mind. He said, imagine what if you had access to a simple yes or no answer to any questions that you asked, a demonstratively true answer. Think about it. And that's using muscle testing. Just connect to your subconscious mind. Now, some people use a, a pendulum. They ask questions using a pendulum. I use a muscle testing because it's something I've done for many years. I'm comfortable with it. I trust it uh, and I'm quick with it. So one of the most common tests I use is what's called ring and ring test. So for example, if you said, John, you know, um, I have this issue. I keep attracting these really, uh, these men in my life that are 
just really, they're not really nice. And, you know, why is that happening? Why do we keep attracting this? You know, we're talking about the law of attraction here, right? It's magnetic. And so I would go to the body code and ask your subconscious why. And so when we're muscle testing, we're talking to the subconscious through the body. And usually a yes, we're asking two questions. Yes or no. We want a yes or no answer. Uh, so a yes would be like a firm test and a no would be like a, a weak test. So even with the arms, a yes is pretty solid when you press down on a no, it's going to give a little, right? The most common one I, I taught in my seminars and the first one I learned, again, um, back in the 70s before I learned the arm test was I learned that, that sway test. And that's something I love to be able to teach every one of you how to do this. It's so simple. Uh, getting yes or no answers. So we ask the question and we wait for this response to see, uh, are we going to get a, a strong response or a weak response? Is that a yes? Is that a no? There was a recent study done in Oxford on muscle response testing. That's exactly what we're doing here. And the results were that muscle response testing was as accurate, if not more accurate, than our standard medical tests. Think about it. Again, your subconscious mind knows everything about you. If there's something going on, why not ask your subconscious? So muscle testing is a very important part of this. So I'm going to finish up for the next uh, few minutes. I'm going to talk about a part of the program that's very uh, dear to me. And I mentioned it earlier. We talked about heart or heart walls. What is a heart wall? Imagine some of you have felt, experienced uh, a loss in your life or grief, or maybe you've um, felt heartache or pain in your chest area, maybe been through some trauma, maybe when you were very young, uh, maybe uh, in your middle, middle age and you're going through that, whatever uh, we felt. Most of us has felt heartache at some point. And you know, the heart is, a, is an interesting thing. I've done so much study on it and there's so much, you know, again, if you want to be a practitioner, practitioner means practice, means you're practicing your craft, your healing art, whether you're a doctor, a dentist, whether you're a Reiki practitioner, it's called practitioner. Why? Because we're in practice, we're practicing our art. And hopefully that uh, through the practice of it, we get to help you and other people. So, when it comes to the heart, the heart is a very interesting thing. Um, when I grew up, I thought the heart was a muscle. How many people here think the heart's a muscle? Yeah, it is a muscle. It is. But there's something else to the heart that goes way beyond that. And I'm going to share something with you. I think uh, it's something I, I read, a little, uh, read a little while ago. It was about the heart. Let me see if I can find it here. Yeah. Yes, the heart, uh, if you were to take an electrocardiogram and put it around the heart, you would see that the energy of the heart extends out on average around 12 feet all around us. And this is, when I'm saying around us, we're talking three-dimensionally. We're talking in all different directions. Our heart extends out in all those different directions. And the interesting thing about our heart, and I'm still looking for my file here, but um, is that um, it's known as the second brain. And if you look up Heart Math Institute, you'll see a lot of stuff around the heart. The heart is our source of love. 
It's not here. It's our source of creativity. It's the seed of our soul. The heart has a mind, a brain. And it connects with our physical brain here in a sense. Uh, they talk to each other as well. And our heart uh, being the source of our love, if you've got a lot of emotional baggage around your heart, it's what we refer to as a wall, um, you think you're going to be totally happy? No. You're going to be successful to the point that you can be successful? No. You're going to have wonderful, great, great relationships? No. You've got baggage that needs to be cleared. And by clearing that baggage and opening your heart, you get to give more love, receive more love. So the heart is a very, very, very interesting thing. Um, again, it sends signals. Did you know, and this has been discovered recently, if you think about someone and you send love to them, even if they're a thousand miles away, imagine you've got a child who's maybe living in some other country or some other place or a friend or family member. When you send love to someone, it energetically measures in their brain. Think about that. When you send love to someone, it energetically registers in their brain, even if they're thousands of miles away. We are connected. You know, you ever thought about someone and then they phone you up or you run into them at the mall or whatever? We are all connected on some level. And the problem is, that most of our life is so spent on just functioning and surviving and, you know, whether we have families, raising family, working and all that, that we don't take the time to even contemplate that very issue. And so I'm here to, have, to tell you that it's important to connect with your heart. It's important to release some of that, those emotions. You could be carrying anger around your heart. Maybe carrying some frustration. Maybe something happened years ago and you've got some anxiousness and it's now it's caught up around your heart and um, it's having an impact. Again, it affects your health, your relationships, your success. So many things are impacted when you have these heart walls. So I remember telling, Dr. as you said, I told Dr. Nelson, I wanted to specialize in opening people's hearts. And that's what I did. I started getting calls from all over people are wanting their hearts released and hearts opened and that's something i'd like to be able to do for you and i've seen some amazing results uh, in releasing people's heart walls uh, and heart walls are made up of trapped emotions and there's different types of emotions as well we can get into that maybe some other session we'll get into different types of emotions and so it's made up of all this baggage emotions now here's the thing I'm going to show you a couple of things on this chart. Okay. You're going to see, let's go to the first row here. You're going to see uh, row one. These are emotions that are generated by these, the heart or small intestine. Things like heartache, insecurity, vulnerability, love unreceived, being abandoned, betrayed, uh, all these things, insecurity, these are emotions generated by your heart or small intestine, right? Then you'll see the second one, you'll see, I like to do actually liver, gallbladder, or when we come to kidneys, bladder, you've got blaming, dread, fear, that's generated by your kidneys, your bladder. Uh, conflict, uh, anger, 
bitterness, guilt, those are emotions caught up and generated by your liver gallbladder. Think about it. Your liver has over 500 functions. If there's a lot of emotional baggage and stuff caught around your liver, it's way out of balance. It's not going to function properly. So it's important to identify and release these things. And we can do it, you know, within seconds. So, and here's the thing. For example, let's say uh, you're holding on to some fear. And this is uh, around your, in the wall of your heart, so to speak. And fear is, can be generated by the kidneys or the uh, bladder. Think about this. The bladder connects all the muscles from the base of your spine to the top, all the way up there. Those muscles are connected to your bladder. Your kidneys connect to muscles in your upper shoulders, neck, jaw area. They also connect to your core muscles, your psoas muscles, your core muscles. So if you had a trapped emotion, uh, uh, for example, of fear, and it was caught up in your body, it could be affecting any one of those areas in your body. It could be affecting your lower back. It could be affecting your jaw, your, your neck, uh, anywhere. Uh, it could be affecting just the functioning of your kidneys. You know, quite often adrenals are, I ask, is your liver happy or unhappy? Is your, is your kidneys, are they happy, unhappy? Are your adrenals you know, a lot of people have uh, adrenal fatigue and it's because there's a lot of emotions that are impacting the functioning of the adrenals. So if you think about the kidneys and bladder, for example, or the liver gallbladder, for example, if you know someone who consumes alcohol, for example, maybe a little bit too much. So when you're consuming alcohol, you're stimulating the liver and the gallbladder and the kidneys. So what are the emotions that are held in there? Again. Anger, bitterness, guilt, hatred, resentment, depression, frustration. Those are, uh, th those are emotions generated by your liver or gallbladder. They're also related to shoulder muscles and, and right knee pain and many other things. So if any of these emotions are caught up there, they could show up on a physical level as pain or malfunctioning or, or any other level. Well, think about that. All those emotions that are connected to different parts of our muscles. Emotions can get trapped in muscles, joints, tendons, ligaments, chakras, nerves, um, uh, so many parts of the body, organs, glands. Uh, they can be caught up in all of those areas. So I've sometimes been able to help someone deal with chronic pain within within a very short session, a 30 minute session, sometimes we, that chronic pain has gone from an eight to a six in a matter of minutes. Sometimes it takes a day or two for your body to process. So uh, when we're talking about the heart, it's important to realize that um, because it's our seat of our soul, source of love and all of our creativity, the heart will keep us true. That's where the truth lies. If we listen to this all the time, we're going to get confused, right? But if we listen to our, this is where our intuition lies too within our heart. So it's important for us to listen to our heart. I'm going to share a couple of heart wall stories for you, and then we'll probably wrap it up for today. But I would really like to be able to come back on and uh, maybe even do some work, some mini sessions for people. And there's so many subjects we can talk about. And, and how our mind or body, how the connection between the mind body works. So I'm gonna share a quick story. This is from uh, when I first started doing this work. Um, and I was again, fascinated by heart walls. I was, uh, I met this 
uh, woman, I was going for a walk down Peachland actually one day along the water and I ran into this lady there and we started chatting a bit and found out that she worked there. She was a hairdresser at the time and uh, we were talking and she was asking Tom about what she was doing and everything. And then she asked me about what I did. And I said, well, you know, I, I work with the uh, mind, the mind body connection, helping to identify and release things that are imbalancing us, causing imbalances. She said, oh, how does that work? And I said, you know, I'd really like to show you sometime, you know, when, maybe when can we get together? So it was about the following week, she called me up and she said, hey, uh, who would you like to get together? Uh, my lunch break is from whatever to whatever. Why don't we get together and, and you can show me a little bit of what you're doing. So I said, sure. So I went down there and I met her and it was, uh, she was on a, a lunch break there. And I said, you know what? Um, there's something that, um, that we need to release for you. You know, you get that, you work with intuition, you work with intention, you work with source. And I said, um, I should check to see if you have a heart wall. I said, okay, yeah, why don't you do that? So we did the muscle testing. We asked her, once we confirmed that she was testable, I asked her subconscious, do you have a heart wall? And we got a yes. So of course, right away, you know, okay, heart wall, there's emotions there. And I said, um, well, you know what? We could, we could release an emotion from your heart wall. If that's something you'd like us to do, just, yeah, yeah. I said, well, we need to find out which one we can release because you might have 20 emotions in there. You might have 50, you could have 70 emotions caught up in there around your heart. But I said, let's see if we can release one. And I said, what? So I asked, I asked your body, I, I tested her and said, okay, can we release a trapped emotion from your heart? Well, we got a yes. Okay, so I said, which one? So we tested, was it in column A? Was it in column B? Which row, which one? And we ended up, uh, which one was that again? It was in column, um, column A. And it was in row three. Row three is the lung colon row. So it's gonna impact your lungs or your colon, right? I've done a lot of work, people over years are releasing stuff in their lungs and stuff to do with COVID emotions. Anyways, you know, the emotion of crying came up. And I thought, crying, okay, well, um, let's see. Do we need to know more about this particular emotion before we can release it, yes or no? And I gotta know. So I said, well, let's just release it. So I had my magnet with me at the time. And actually, you don't need to use a magnet. You could use a fridge magnet. That's what this is, or your hand. It's magnetic. And we identified the emotion. It was crying. And we released that emotion for her. And down the spine. You know, usually three rolls for most emotions. You know, I can give a few extra. That's fine. But there's a minimum number of rolls. So we released that emotion of crying. And right away, it was amazing. I wish you could have been there her whole face changed. It just softened right up. It just, and her eyes started to sparkle. And we see this a lot. I've done this many times in demonstration. You'll see a, a change. And for those that see energy, you'll see a, a change immediately with that energy field. So she felt relaxed afterwards and a little bit more calm, a little bit more at peace. And I said, yeah, that's an example. That's one emotion. 
that we release. But we ask your subconscious, what's the first one we really need to get rid of that you've been carrying? You've been carrying this for a while. We never asked how old she was. Um, but I think it was when she was, I think we, we tested later on. What happened was it was about a week or so later, she called me up and said, John, I don't know what you did. I hear that a lot. I don't know what you did. And I'm thinking, oh, what did I do now? And uh, she said, after you released that emotion from me, I felt a sense of peace and calm that I hadn't felt for years. And then we tested and we found out that that happened. And she trapped that emotion when she was 16, 15 or 16 now. And I said, so what happened? She said, well, she said, when I was that age, I was abused. I was raped, she said. And you'd be surprised how many women and men have been abused. And she said, at the time, all I can remember was I was crying and crying and crying at that time. And then after you released that emotion, I felt so much at peace. She said, there's something about me that you don't know, that I'm a musician and I'm a songwriter. And I've been writing songs for many years, playing music. That's really my passion, she said. And I'm getting close to having a recording contract, she said. But something happened. After you release that emotion, the songs I started to write were different. And I said, well, what do you mean different? She said, much happier. The songs I'm starting to write now, they're much happier. Most of the songs I've written have been about heartache and many, many other things like that. But I'm starting to write some happier lyrics. And I want to thank you for that. So as I was, of course, blown away, you know, you just never know how you're going to help people when you, when you do practice your healing arts. You never know how it's going to impact that person. Sometimes you don't know. You'll never know. And sometimes you'll find out years later, okay, it's when you did that for me. Like someone told me, or, oh, when you released my heart wall, I was considering suicide at the time. And after you released my heart wall, that all changed. So again, you just never know. And I'm going to share one more story about the heart wall, because I think that's something that all of us need work on. I've released my heart wall. You can release one and start to create another one over time. But I've, I always check and there's a protocol I follow for you to give you your best result. Well, here's a story. This is a different story. This is about animals. Again, people do use this work with animals, mostly with our pets, because they have that special emotional connection to us as humans. Uh, horses have that real special connection to their humans and, and cats and dogs, especially. There's no mistake that dog is God spelled backwards. Unconditional love loyalty you can kick a dog sometimes they'll just keep running back well anyways if this friend of mine she called me up and she said i heard you've been doing some work with animals i said yeah 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 it was part of my training and she said well i need uh, i wonder if you could help me out i said well what's what's the problem here she said well i have a cat and a dog and uh, they've been just, they're usually they're running around and playing together and having all this fun and they're chasing each other around and everything. 
But in the last few months, they've just been dragging their butts around. You know, they hardly play with each other. You know, they're, they're, it's like they're depressed or something. Well, what happened was a couple months earlier, uh, she'd lost her husband to the big C. And uh, those, that cat and that dog were very close, very close to the husband. And after he passed away, they missed, they missed it. Their behavior changed. And I've seen this many times before. Remember, our pets are part of our family. They need help sometimes too. And I said, well, maybe there's something going on here. Why don't we find out? She said, sure. So I went over to her house and I, we start, I think I worked on the cat first. I can't even remember cat or dog. And I found out, I uh, made a connection to that cat and did it through what's called surrogate testing as well. And we found out that that cat had a little heart wall. And there was sadness and sort of other emotions in their grief. And it was, and they don't have all the same emotions we do. As a human, we can track an emotion every day of the year. And uh, there was a few, I can't remember how many emotions were in the heart, but I released that heart wall on that cat. And they were all emotions tied into the loss of her husband, their best friend, the animal's best friend. And then I checked the dog and I found out the dog had a heart wall. So, I can't, again, can't remember, this was years ago, how many emotions were there, but I released a few emotions in the heart wall, and those were all tied into the loss of the husband. They were missing. And I released both those emotions. And I'm sitting there with my friend, and we're, we're looking there, and, and within minutes, within minutes, they perked right up, both of them, the dog and the cat. They started chasing each other around. They went back to their old behavior. And that happened within minutes. So that's how powerful this work is. I believe it's probably one of the most um, powerful things we can do for ourselves is work with our subconscious mind to get to the source of our issues, get to the heart of the matter, uh, release as much as we can so that you can be happier, you can be healthier. We can also use it for prevention. And I've used it many times. For some people, they will say, you know, do uh, I do a wellness evaluation for someone. I check all their organs or glands, their immune system, their nervous system. We find out what's going on, whether they have pathogens, misalignments. We see what's going on, and then we start to work away at correcting those imbalances. And it's, uh, again, life-changing stuff. So... I'm so honored to have been part of this uh, call. I know I yapped, yapped, yapped for a while. There's so much I could, we could share and talk about so many different areas. But I just wanted to share a few things about the work that I'm doing, um, how important it is to your health and well-being. And I do recommend that you consider maybe, if nothing else, if you do nothing else at all with this work, at least get your heart walls released. And you can have a heart wall with someone, you can have a heart wall with something. Um, I had, I worked, I released a heart wall with something for someone this morning. They had a heart wall, it was a family issue. And they had the heart wall, some emotions around this family issue that they had to deal. So you can have a heart wall with yourself, with someone, with something, with the world. There's many ways you can have the 
these harmfuls and they all impact your well-being. I believe, and Dr. Nelson believes, that if everyone had their heart walls released, there'd be no more war. And most addictions, what are they? Uh, it's what we call, there's on the body code, there's something known as seeking heart energy as well. In other words, um, seeking heart energy is most people that have addictions, they're trying to make up for that loss around their heart, that loss of love or feeling love or being loved. And so they make try to make up through their addictions. So like Dr. Nelson says, 93% of people on average have heart walls. And if we really had our heart walls released, it would be a much better world that we live in. So you can go to my website, visionshealing.com if you wanna find out more. And hopefully I will be uh, invited on a few more of these and we can maybe even do some work for you. Uh, certainly you can go to visionshealing.com and, or if you'd like to find out more, you can email me, it's at glvision. I'm gonna put this in the chat if I can. Um, I'll put my uh, email in there, glvision. And it's at talus.net. You can uh, send me an email if you want to find out more, if you're maybe interested, maybe think about having a session, if you have any questions. And I'd be happy to do what I can to help you. And stay tuned because I'm going to be doing my muscle testing course. And coming up, I'll be doing some live seminars as well coming up uh, soon. And um, hopefully I'll be doing a lot of things with the business well-being group. There's a great group of people here, very talented, very gifted. And we're all here serving you to help bring more balance into your life. So again, thanks for joining us here today.